Hello there, welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa. This is the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashoms in South Africa and by Stuart Weir in the UK. Well, this is our last programme of 2014, so we take a look back at the highs and lows of the year. We take you through some of our own memories and we hear from fans in Kenya. I'm a Manchester United fan, and actually I was more pleased when David Moyes left. We reflect in particular on the 2014 FIFA World Cup, the action on the pitch, plus the experience of being in Brazil. And we remember our visit to Brazil's most famous landmark, the Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio. Well, amazing is uh, not really a good description. I think it's uh, magnificent. This is a dream come true. I mean, one of the seven wonders of the world. And so that's all coming up. Well, it's been great being with you this year on Planet Sport Football Africa. There was so much football to keep us busy and lots to reflect on today. Let's start with fans in Mombasa, Kenya. Josfat Kyoko asked people there for their highs and lows in football in 2014. Uh, my name's Michelle Otieno. I'm a sports journalist. I'm a triple fan of Germany, Gormaya and Arsenal. Now, you can, you can guess where I'm heading to, with, beginning with my highs. Uh, I predicted that Germany is going to win the World Cup and we won the World Cup. My biggest high was, was beating Argentina in the finals and going through to win it. Another high is Gormaya in the local Premier League. Gormaya once again won the Kenya Premier League two years in a row. And I guess my law is still Arsenal. I'm still waiting for Arsenal to win the Premier League. So let's, let's wait and see how 2015 will, 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 will be. Uh, according to me, my eyes is that within the schools or the high school games, Kenyan students have merged and gone far beyond the borders, as in football is concerned. As they grow up, we found that we don't see them anymore. So we, we dearly ask ourselves if the national team, Harambe Stars, who've culminated the small kids in the, at the high school level, we could have even have a better team. But to me, I see we don't have a future till then. I'm Joyce Kelly. I'm a Manchester United fan. And actually, I was more pleased when David Moyes left. You know, when he came to be our coach, I was like, okay, I expected that he would do a great job with Manchester United, only to disappoint me how we were beaten. Yeah, we were eliminated from the Champions League last year, that's last season. So when Louis van Gaal joined us, and he has been doing a great job, actually. We are now in the top three, in, and that's a great job for me, actually. With the new players in, Di Maria, so many joined Manchester United. Oh, definitely we'll check the league. <laughs> By the way, I'm a supporter of Manchester United. Mm-hmm. And my lowest point was when we were beaten by Leicester, five goals against three. That one was the lowest. But the highest one is when we beat Liverpool. Completely beat Liverpool 3-0 at Old Trafford. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really a great match. Yeah. Yes. And away from the English Premier League? I was very happy when Germany won the World Cup because they had the best team outside there. They have cultivated a youth policy which has paid off finally. This is another lady here. I don't know which team she follows, but did she follow any football activities in 2014? <laughs> My name is Victoria. To say the truth, I'm not a fan of football. <laughs> All what I hear is Real Madrid, Chelsea, Manchester, but I swear I have no idea of what is going on in <laughs> this one. Real Madrid are getting scared because 
they will be defeated, but in which I don't know who they will defeat them. So you never watched the, the FIFA World Cup in 2014? Yeah, I did watch. But then who won? Which team won? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> well, hopefully you can remember who won the World Cup this year. It was Germany. Uh, fans in Kenya talking there to Josfat Kiyoko. Well, Solomon Stewart and I had the experience of being in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil for the World Cup. It was an amazing experience, a great tournament, and Rio, where we were, is such a beautiful city. Uh, Stuart, what are your memories of the World Cup? Well, you know, as a Englishman, I, I hate to say anything positive about Germany, but I think the German team winning the World Cup and beating Brazil 7-1, that was just the astonishing game. Uh, of the year, if, if if not the decade, uh, you know that that Brazil, who are hyped to be going to win the World Cup, were just so clinically taken apart by Germany. So just the way that Germany played, Manuel Neuer was a player who really caught my eye. You know, just that outstanding goalkeeper, come sweeper. You know, who, who seems to play outside the the penalty area a lot of the time, who controls the defence. Players like Müller, who score. You know, Klose. Uh, in his late 30s, but coming on off the bench often to to score the vital goals. You know, just a very clinical, efficient German team, but also capable of playing that wonderful football. And uh, my, my second highlight, if you can call it a highlight, was the demise of Spain. A wonderful Spanish team. I, I was fortunate enough to see them when they won the European Championship in 2008. And again, I saw them in South Africa on their way to winning the World Cup in 2010. And, of course, they also won the European Championship in 2012. A magnificent team based on the strength of Barcelona. But every great dynasty comes to an end. And in the World Cup, they were undone. You know, I saw them lose to Chile. And, uh, you know, that, that's just a memory for life. You know, the, the Chilean supporters chanting, ole, 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 Chile, Chile, Chile. Great players. But, you know, they've had their day and the king is dead. Long lives the king and the new king is Germany. Yes, we were together at the Maracanã when Chile beat Spain 2-0. And the Chile fans were amazing. Probably the noisiest of all of those at the World Cup. <laughs> sound of some chilly supporters and meeting fans from many different nations on the Copacabana beach was a real highlight of the World Cup. Solomon met this Ivory Coast supporter. I'm a big fan of Yaya Touré and Didier Drogba and we have so many players in the Euro- Europe League and both playing in France, in Italy and uh, we are confident we've, we've been the second turn. How many of uh, the football fans are here uh, from Ivory Africa. Coast? We are roughly uh, 3,000. 3,000 people just yeah. to support the elephants. Just to support the elephant. I mean, coming to the World Cup, people have seen in South Africa, that's a great, great, great experience. And Brazil is the, the, the land of football, and everybody uh, passionate about the game. So that's why we share this passion, and we're here to support the team. Okay, so some of the people that are here won prizes to be here. Yeah, they won prizes to be here. And uh, some of people also sell, have a lot of savings to be here. Because uh, the experience is unique. Now, for, I mean, for an Ivory Coast fan, typical Ivory Coast fan to come to the World Cup, it must be costing him a lot of money if you don't get a sponsor, obviously, if you don't have the money. It's a question of passion for us. And then most people that love football, 
can uh, save money for that. And it's been like two years that some people are saving money to participate in the Brazil uh, World Cup. That's one of Ivory Coast's dedicated fans who travelled to Brazil for the World Cup. So Solomon, what are your memories of the 2014 FIFA World Cup? One of the highs for me also was the emergence of James Rodriguez from Colombia. Uh, scoring great goals and uh, it's just fantastic to see him you know scoring those goals and and the way he was caught it was just amazing and that was his moment to come on the scene and not forgetting the huge fun park at the Copacabana beach just walking around there you know hearing the music and the chanting of the Chilean fans the Colombian fans the Uruguayan fans I think for me also those are some of the moments that was uh, a very high for me. Yes, no doubt the fans made the World Cup so special. What about your lows then? Because the World Cup could have been better from an African point of view, couldn't it? I think for me the first low would be, uh, you know, not seeing an African team qualifying through to the quarterfinals and hopefully the semifinals because Ghana did the quarterfinal in 2010. So there was a lot of expectation on Nigeria, Algeria, uh, Cameroon, Ivory Coast. Uh, so much expectation, but it was not to be. It was really a shame that none of them was able to go through uh, into the quarterfinals. So that was a definite a definite low for me. And also Luis Suarez uh, incident, you know, where he beat the Italian defender. That was a, a, a huge low for me because it was very embarrassing for football, knowing that, you know, lots and lots of kids across the world we're, we're watching that and uh, the, another low for me was the black stars of Ghana football players and uh, FA you know non-payment of their bonuses and refusing to play and money had to be flown from Ghana you know millions into Brazil to pay them up in cash you know you don't want to be put in a spotlight when you're in the middle of a tournament and begin to you know tussle about money and also it was really embarrassing you know these are situations that needed to be sorted out uh, way long before the commencement of the World Cup. So those are my low moments. Yeah, that really was an embarrassment for Ghana and for African football as a whole. We've got another highlight from the World Cup coming up shortly, but you can tell us what your football highs and lows of 2014 are on WhatsApp and on Facebook. The WhatsApp number is plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. The Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Tell us what your highs and lows in football in 2014 have been. Well, last week we talked about youth football and asked if Africa is serious enough when it comes to youth football. Saraga Ojaju in the Gambia says, I say no, because after the youth teams participate on a higher stage, the football associations then forget about their achievement and concentrate more on the senior squad, knowing that it's youth football that developed and promoted the senior squad in the first place. Kata says Africa is not doing enough to promote grassroots football and women's football. So many young talents go to waste in the rural areas, which is affecting the national team as fewer talents are spotted. Infrastructure needs to be put in place as well as structured standard football academies for both sexes. And Safia Tuba in the Gambia says youth football development has become an integral part of professional football around Africa and the lack of finance has become a major factor as there are often no good fields, training facilities and so on. 
Thanks very much for those comments. So this week, tell us what your football highs and lows of 2014 are. Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa, and that's all one word. Let's finish off with a great memory from the World Cup as we had a chance to go to the Christ the Redeemer statue, one of the seven modern wonders of the world, which looks out across the city of Rio de Janeiro. Our colleagues Tom Ellis and Andy Bloss went along with Solomon and their journey started with a train ride up the Corcovado mountain. What kind of famous people have come up to visit Corcovado? Uh, Michael Jackson, John Paul II, the Pope, um, Bill Clinton. That's our tour guide speaking there. And why do people like to come up? What's so special about it? Well, the view upstairs is incredible. It's uh, one of the highest um, mountains here in Rio. And, of course, the statue is very big and beautiful to see this. We're at the top. We've reached the Cristo Redentor, Christ the Redeemer statue, which is a 38-metre-high statue, stone statue of Jesus Christ. Looking out across the city, it's there to bless the city as a reminder of the importance of the Catholic and Christian faith. One couple just got engaged, which is great. Um, but the view all around and the statue itself is quite a sight. It's absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's, it's absolutely packed up here. You can hardly move. I mean, looking down towards the beaches, you can see the Maracanã. There are people everywhere lying on the floor trying to get the best view. You guys, it's an amazing view, it's an amazing statue. What are your opinions of it? Uh, amazing is uh, not really a good description. I think it's uh, magnificent. This is a dream come true. I mean, one of the seven wonders of the world and to be able to be here is an eye-capturing moment. We lost Solomon for a minute. It's quite busy up there, but we found him now as we wait for the train back down. Solomon, what were your thoughts? I think it's just amazing. It gives you a glimpse of uh, who God is, basically. You know, It's a very great uh, identity for the city of Rio and also for Brazil. And a lot of the words that people use to describe it, magnificent, awesome, great, amazing. It's quite hard to, to build something which can do those words justice, really. The facial expression is just really uh, something that brings uh, some sort of calmness and peace uh, to people. Uh, it's is kind of like facial expression of a father. Uh, looking down to his children and saying, look, everything is okay. And with the arms wide open, he's just saying, look, you know, I'm here with you and you can come to me. Uh, and that calmness is what you need in a bustling and hustling city like Rio. That's Solomon at the Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio. That's it for today's show, so we'll see you in 2015. Uh, do tell us, though, what your football highs and lows of 2014 are. Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero, or go onto our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashams in South Africa, and Stuart Weir in the UK, we wish you all the best for 2015. You can find us online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.